My name's Aaron O'Toole, the Member of Parliament for Durham, and welcome to the Blue Skies Political Podcast. This is my second podcast, and today is October 2nd, 2016. As I said in the inaugural edition of Blue Skies, Blue Skies was chosen as a name because it reflects the type of politician I like to think I am. I'm optimistic by nature, and I like to dive into the policy matters that affect our country and communities like those I represent in the Durham region. So Blue Skies has that optimistic feeling to it, and we can blue sky some of the issues and discuss some of the issues impacting our country. So in the last week or so in Parliament, we've had an interesting debate because it recognizes that despite the fact that Prime Minister Trudeau and the Liberal government swept Atlantic Canada, they hold all 32 seats in the region, already they've started ignoring the important role Atlantic Canada plays in our country. And that dominated debate when the Conservative Party brought forward an Opposition Day motion debating the requirement to keep the tradition of one seat on the Supreme Court of Canada be an Atlantic seat, an Atlantic jurist. So the retirement of distinguished Justice Thomas Cromwell, the Conservative Party has been insisting that that seat should maintain the century-long tradition of having an Atlantic Canadian judge on the Supreme Court of Canada. It's just one seat. The other uh, provinces were having uh, the guarantee of several seats. This constitutional convention of having one justice from Atlantic Canada needs to be maintained. The region of Atlantic Canada has had a profound role in the development of Canada's legal system and our system of legal education in Canada. In fact, I'm the product of that outstanding legal education system. I'm a graduate of Dalhousie University Law School, which is actually the oldest common law law school in the British Commonwealth. It drew Canadians from across the country to Dalhousie to study law. And in fact, that environment with different viewpoints, different experiences, made the law school experience remarkable at Dalhousie. Newfoundland Labrador does not have a standalone law school, so Nova Scotia's Dalhousie Law School is also the home law school for Newfoundland and Labrador. There's also a tremendous tradition of Albertans, Western Canadians, Ontarians traveling to Dalhousie for their legal education. And many of the early deans of law schools across the country were Dalhousie graduates themselves. Nothing shows this more than the profound impact these early Atlantic lawyers and educators had on our system of justice in Canada. One of our early prime ministers, John Sparrow David Thompson from Halifax, was just one of those lawyers. A member of parliament for Antigonish, he was sworn in as Minister of Justice in 1885, and it was his time as Minister of Justice where he consolidated uh, and unified criminal law in Canada in the form of the Criminal Code, something that forms the underpinning of our criminal justice system to this day. Another colleague and contemporary from the Atlantic uh, Canadian Bar in the 1880s through to the early 1900s was another Prime Minister of Canada, Robert Laird Borden, my personal favorite, a conservative leader that held Canada together amid the challenges 
of the Great War, he helped form the Canadian Bar Association, to which today tens of thousands of lawyers from coast to coast to coast belong, uh, and that organization advocates for the law. It owes its start to some of the early trailblazers like John Thompson and Robert Borden. The track record continues from the profound impact Atlantic Canada has developed for our country. We have William Johnston Ritchie, the first Atlantic Canadian Supreme Court judge, a Nova Scotia-trained barrister, and later Chief Justice from New Brunswick. In fact, uh, Justices William Henry, Robert Sedgwick, and George King in the first two decades of the court were all Atlantic Canadian jurists brought to the court in its early years to help maintain high legal standards. And from that period forward, the mid-1920s, the Constitutional Convention began that one of the seats on the Supreme Court of Canada would be maintained as an Atlantic Canadian seat. We saw that in 1982 when Bertha Wilson was appointed. Now she was appointed from Ontario, but the interesting thing is the first female Chief Justice of the Supreme Court of Canada was also a Dalhousie Law School graduate with Bertha Wilson graduating in 1957. I say all this because I'm very proud of the tremendous role Atlantic Canadians have played in the development of our criminal justice system and our legal education around law and access to justice. With this in mind, how could the Prime Minister sweep away a century of convention allowing just one seat on the Supreme Court for Atlantic Canada. It really is quite shocking. In debate, I urged the voices from Atlantic Canada, the 32 members of Parliament in Trudeau's caucus, to speak up, to not be silence of the lambs, as I, as I joked in my speech in the House of Commons. This is a time where we need them to step up. The fisheries minister, Minister Dominic LeBlanc, another product uh, an Atlantic lawyer himself. Where is he pushing for this uh, right to be maintained for the region? And the doublespeak and the lack of attention by some MPs like Sean Casey, someone I respect a great deal, a lawyer from Charlottetown, and now the parliamentary secretary for the Minister of Justice was up in the House trying to justify this move away from the tradition for Atlantic Canada. The irony was not lost on anyone during that debate when the MP from Charlottetown, a, a lawyer trained in the region and practiced in the region, now not arguing for the region's interests. In fact, in my research for my speech, I dug up some of the speeches Sean Casey had given during the Harper government when he was an opposition Liberal MP from Atlantic Canada. I'll show you the hypocrisy uh, writ large. In February 2014, when we were debating a private member's bill that, uh, that had to do with the Supreme Court, uh, Sean Casey said, I quote, I say this because the Supreme Court of Canada Act is also a piece of legislation that should be considered of the utmost importance given how the Supreme Court influences all of our institutions. He was arguing that a private member's bill was not the appropriate place to amend the Act. Later, he also said that a Budget Implementation Act that made changes to the appointment process from federal court to the Supreme Court of Canada 
that was not an appropriate place to debate changes to that institution. Well, the changes proposed by Prime Minister Trudeau, they're not even in legislation before the House. So they're changing a century-old tradition of having a justice from Atlantic Canada on the Supreme Court without even a bill in Parliament. Now, there was certainly no outrage from Sean Casey now. He's actually part of the government promoting this. Nothing says it more than when, in the same debate, he said this about the Supreme Court. I quote, Canadians also expect matters related to the Supreme Court to be treated in a non-political way, and we expect appointments to be made to ensure the proper linguistic, gender, and regional balance as part of the process, unquote. So, in opposition, Sean Casey asked for that regional balance to be maintained. But now, despite the fact that all Atlantic MPs are Liberal government MPs, that regional balance is being lost. That's why the Conservatives brought one of our Opposition Day motions to the House of Commons on this subject. We wanted to make sure that Canadians knew what the Prime Minister was trying to do without even legislation before the House. There's been a provincial court action by the trial lawyers of Atlantic Canada trying to stop what Prime Minister Trudeau is doing, citing that it violates Section 41D of the Constitution regarding the composition of the Supreme Court of Canada. Certainly, Prime Minister Trudeau should not be sweeping aside a century of constitutional convention and should not be sweeping aside the critical role Atlantic Canada has played on our world-leading system of justice. What I found insulting as someone that benefited from the tremendous uh, legal education I received in Atlantic Canada, the Prime Minister is trying to justify this by saying he's bringing more diversity to the bench. Yet he's not looking at that regional diversity as part of the diversity of our bench. The learned experience that people bring to their role as a judge comes from where they lived, worked, practiced, and were trained in the law. That is why Atlantic Canada had, for a century, its tradition of one judge on the Supreme Court. From Justice Basterash to Cromwell to now the risk of that tradition being lost. So I hope our debate and the research I did to shame at times some of these silent uh, liberal MPs from the region may likely mean that Prime Minister Trudeau will actually elevate an Atlantic Canadian to the Supreme Court. I think given that the Liberals voted in favor of our motion shows that they've heard the lesson loud and clear. They shouldn't tinker with Atlantic Canadians' presence on an institution like the Supreme Court of Canada. And I think now they will be guilted into making sure this tradition and this important convention is maintained. What I like about this as a conservative is it shows that despite the fact we were swept out of Atlantic Canada, that was really one of the deep personal losses of the last election for me and many others in our party. Our proud tradition of representing Atlantic Canada was struck in the election, and we, we saw that. But we're showing firsthand that we could bring this debate to the House of Commons and to the public consciousness because we were being strong advocates despite the fact we don't have seats in Atlantic Canada. I had colleagues from British Columbia, from Western Canada, from Ontario, speaking out on this issue far more than the 32 Atlantic Liberal MPs. So I hope this is an opportunity to see what debate was going on in the House in the last couple of weeks and the role I played in 
and the Conservative caucus played to make sure that we fight for all parts of Canada, whether we have a seat there or not. So thanks for listening again for another episode of the Blue Skies Political Podcast. Please go to my website, aaronotoolmp.ca, for more information on this podcast, my blogs and other information, as well as my Durham past and present local podcast, exploring some of the history and interesting people, places and events from the Durham region. Thanks again for listening. I'm Aaron O'Toole, Member of Parliament for Durham. 